The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Football 24-7. He's John McMullen, and I am your humble host, Tone DeShields II. And as always, I'm eternally grateful to be back here with you guys. And my man, JM, is always the man on the scene. And he was down at the Novacare Complex today. And we're going to get into that. But first and foremost, I want you guys to smash that like button. I want you guys to continue to make sure you guys support the content. Stay commenting below the comments really help the content move forward the engagement we love it and we hate it but at the end of the day we love you guys more <laughs> but uh make sure you guys are subscribed to the jacob sports youtube channel and if you want more from john mcmullen make sure you guys are locked in on jacobsports.com that's j-a-k-i-b sports.com now john let's get into the nitty-gritty you know uh there were some press conferences today um the eagles had a practice as well um you know what were some of your instant observations um, while you were down at the Novacare complex? A healthy team, which I think is, you know, was the Eagles goal for the preseason. So, you know, we had a lot of debates about the lack of practice time and all that kind of stuff. And I mentioned the thought process from the organization pretty consistently was about, you know, that cost benefit of getting to week one as healthy as possible. They're getting to week one pretty much as healthy as possible. One notable exception being Andre Dillard, who did get hurt in practice. Um, He was placed on injured reserve, so he'll be gone for at least four games. Um, Miles Sanders, completely healthy. all 52 players on the roster right now, remember, they, they haven't added one yet for Andre Dillard's spot. So all 52 practice in at least a limited fashion. Probably the one to keep an eye on most would be Javon Hargrave, who, who's been dealing with a toe and hasn't practiced. This is the first time he practiced in um, 
probably three weeks, but I talked to him in the locker room. We're back, by the way, we're back in the locker room for the first time since January 6th, I think 2019. Damn, really? Long time. Well, I know the pandemic happened, you know, and that pretty much changed the game (laughs) for everybody. Yeah. So January 6th, 2019, um, today was the first day. So it was fun to see all the guys and, 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 you know, instead of seeing them on zoom and on podiums, they're a lot more comfortable, but, uh, Javon said he was, uh, fine and we'll see if he's fine enough to go, but, you know, it's we, we, we got a chance to talk to Dan Campbell as well, the Lions head coach today on a conference call. And Dan's sort of like the opposite, you know, old school, physical practices, believes you, you need to toughen up to play 17 games. So it's going to be interesting to see that week one dichotomy of a, you know, a team that believes in a different way to get ready versus the Eagles. Now the Eagles are obviously more talented, but it's going to be interesting because if they're not ready to play, maybe, maybe that, that ceases some of that advantage we think the Eagles have because Detroit's been, you know, practicing in a more physical fashion and, you know, basically a more Philadelphia fashion. I think people would like how Detroit does it. <laughs> versus how the well, Eagles do it. Well, you know, you said something interesting, The just the, the duality, you know, of those two different philosophies. Dan Campbell being a very hard-nosed, a physical guy, a guy that wants his team to hit in practice, you know, you know, just to put it plainly. And then you have a guy, Nick Sirianni, who's more finesse, who more so wants to get his guys as healthy as they possibly possibly can be going into the – Yeah, by the way, real quick, Tone, I I don't know if it's Nick Sirianni. I'll just say organizational decision. I think if it were up to Nick, I've said this pretty consistently, Nick's a very competitive guy. I think if it were strictly up to Nick, it would be – it would go a different way. I think that is above his pay grade, so to speak. And I agree with you, right? I would, you know, I would definitely tend to agree with you on that. Like, like you said, the, the key factor is I don't know a football coach who doesn't want to get as many reps as as he possibly can get with his guys. I just don't. I just don't know any football coach, any any coach in any sport really that doesn't want to get his guys on the floor, on the on the field, on the turf, whatever sport you're playing, on the on the mound, on the diamond, whatever sport you're playing. I don't think I don't know of any coach or manager that doesn't want to get their guys in game action or the closest, they, the closest that they can get to game action. But, you know, that conversation with Dan Campbell, um, I know he's preaching, you know, his philosophies, but what's your evaluation of Dan Campbell as a coach? And potentially, like, like we mentioned, those two parallel philosophies, you know, going toe to toe in week one, um, how do you think, you know, what's your evaluation of those, of the duality of those two different philosophies between Nick Sirianni and Dan Campbell? <clears throat> You know, I I think the I think the decision is made for you by the collective bargaining agreement. I think the Eagles have the better philosophy um, because it, you can't prepare like you want to prepare anyway. So you might as well get to week one as healthy as possible. That's how I look at it. That's how the Eagles look at it. I think that's the right way to look at it. Would I prefer to practice like Andy Reid back when he was here? Yeah but you're not allowed to. Um, So 
if you're not allowed to prepare like you want to, why why bother? Just get to, to week one as healthy as possible. So that's how I think the Eagles made the decision. I agree with them. Um, I think that's the way most teams are shifting. And I think Detroit's a little bit behind the curve. Um, Aren't they usually? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and part of that is, you know, it's hard for people, and this is why I have such respect for Bill Belichick and Andy Reid, because right. one, once you do something one way, it's it's very hard for people to say, um, all right, I'm not allowed to do this and sort of evolve. It's a, in other words, it, they like it a certain way and they don't want to change. And I think that's sort of where Dan Campbell is. Whereas, you know, the thing that has kept Bill Belichick and Andy Reid relevant to, you know, near 70 years old in both cases, um, is that their willingness to, to open their mind and, and, and embrace new things and, and, you know, look at the landscape because it's always changing and take advantage of what you do have versus complain about what you don't have is kind of how I look at it. So during that call with Dan Campbell, I'm curious to know if he gave his view, his perspective on the Philadelphia Eagles roster. I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys got a lot of questions in, but I'm curious to know how he views, you know, this upcoming matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles and, you know, how he correlates it to the previous uh, beatdown, essentially, the team got. That's the best way to put it. There's no other way to describe it. It was a massacre last time these two teams met um, in 2021. I believe the score was 44-6 or something like that. Um, 44-6. 44-6. So I'm curious to know what's Dan Campbell's mindset right now going into this week one matchup. I'm curious to know what his team's mindset is going into this matchup. I know Hard Knocks is out there, (laughs) but, you know, what were you able to learn through this conference call about his view of the Philadelphia Eagles in that matchup in week one? Well, I think the Eagles are stressing this as well. Completely different different game, different teams, uh, different players. At the time, Detroit – remember, Detroit was a really bad football team. They were winless at that time, um, but they were also injured. They were really banged up. I, I think when it really started to go south for Detroit, their best player is Frank Ragnow, who is their center, probably the best center in football. Sorry, Jason Kelsey. When he's healthy, um, I think people don't realize that. Uh, he got hurt in week four-ish um, for Detroit last year and was out for the rest of the season. He's back. That's huge for Detroit. Um, look, the Eagles are still far more talented. Um, but it, it, I, I think the Eagles know this is a dangerous game. And Jason Kelsey and Jalen Hurts both, I mean, from the Eagles' perspective, that was the theme today. Because we've seen in the past couple of days, and if you saw Birds 365, I'm starting to look around and go, what the heck is going on here? Um, the expectations have reached unrealistic levels. Um, and, you know, don't listen to me. Listen to Jason Kelsey. He he brought the expletives today, if you're watching Jason. He, he, he gave about five F, uh, five F, F words. Um about expectations and about people, you know, and, and Jalen, of course, calls a rat poison. 
and rat poison can be good or bad. So in other words, I think people assume when Jalen Hurts says rat poison, he's talking about negative. No, no, no. He's talking about positive just as much. Remember, he comes from Alabama and Oklahoma where they never lose, basically. And if they do do lose, it's a catastrophe. So the expectations are always outrageous. Um, and that can, that can have a bad effect on a team. And that's what Jason Kelsey was trying to say today, you know, at the expectations, they don't mean anything. And if we believe that we're, we're probably not going to be a very good football team because there's such parity in the NFL. So the Eagles are kind of fighting against that right now. They really are. And it really showed up with two of the biggest leaders on this team, the quarterback and, and Jason Kelsey. Yeah. And, you know, I'm curious, right? I understand this team will follow Hurts to the bitter end. They will follow Kelsey to the bitter end. But, you know, these guys have their own outside lives, right? You know, when they're not in the locker room, who knows, you know, what they do with their own spare time. And I know this team as a whole has been hearing all the noise through the media, um, social media, so on and so forth. They've been hearing everyone sing their praises, Harry Rosen's praises. They've been hearing everyone talk about how talented this team is and how deep of a run they potentially can make. And again, Jalen Hurts, he's not taking the bait. Jason Kelsey's not taking the bait. But are there other players on this roster who are at risk of taking the bait? Or do Jalen Hurts and Jason Kelsey have a strong enough grip on this team from a leadership perspective to make sure everyone understands the assignment? Yeah, I think it's always a concern with younger players particularly, and and that's what Jason said. You know, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, um, Jason, Lane Johnson, they've been they've seen it all, they've been through it all. They know correct not to buy into that kind of stuff. Jalen Hurts is sort of a young player with an old soul, I describe him. He's sort of like a from a personality standpoint, he's sort of like a fifteen year veteran. Um <laughs> It's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, young players, man, they hear that and start believing it and start puffing out their chest. And um, all of a sudden that, you know, the NFL is in college. There's no gimmies in the NFL. And this is probably as close to a gimme as you're going to get. Week one, Detroit, not a very good football team. But Eric. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody can beat you in the NFL. Everybody. Yeah, and neither are roster spots. Or roster spots aren't a gimme either. And, you know, there were a couple players um, that, you know, were recently cut or released and there were some that were brought in. Um, Auden Tate, um, Dalton Keene was brought in. Reese Annette, Michael Perrine are out. So I'm curious to know what's your thoughts on that roster moving on a practice squad. And, you know, on top of that, just to add more context to the question, this Eagles team seems to be throwing about anything at the wall to see if it sticks when it comes to tight end depth. They're, they're clearly concerned about this. Um, so what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I mean, it's not rare. Um, to have movement at churn, as I like to call it, at the bottom of your practice squad. Um, LaMichael Perrine, as you mentioned, I mean, they signed him before they got Trey Sermon on waivers. So they didn't feel the need to have that extra body of running back. So they went a different direction. They do need help at tight end. They need help. Um, And that's why, you know, Trey Sermon was was picked up on waivers because they need help at running back. They needed help at safety, and that's why Chauncey, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's here. So the Eagles are constantly trying to get better. Howie Roseman always preaches that. They know where their uh, depth is a little bit weak. The problem is, at this stage of the game, you're, you're not getting anybody relevant um, at tight end uh, any longer. Uh, and that's why people got so excited about the C.J. Gardner-Johnson trade was the fact that they were able to do it so late and pick up, you know, what people think is going to be an impactful player. But I, I don't know um, where that comes from. Um, are they going to be better long-term? Probably. They got younger. They got more athletic. But this is not I, – I've, I've seen – By this stage, I think the Pro Bowl is going to be the AFC versus the Eagles. Although, if the Eagles make the Super Bowl, they can't go to the Pro Bowl. But, I mean, I'm hearing Pro Bowl. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to be a Pro Bowl player. In what world is that going to happen? I'm seeing Kaiser White's going to be a Pro Bowl player. In what world is that going to happen? Are, are, Are the great safeties and great linebackers all getting injured? I mean... These, these expectations are ludicrous. Um, Kaiser White signed a, a $3 million deal, a one-year deal. What? That's not a Pro Bowl linebacker. I'm sorry. Um, Chauncey Gardner-Jones, they got him for a, 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 a fourth-round pick and a sixth-round pick. What, what, what are people smoking, Tone? <laughs> You know what I think it is? I think it's the fact that these guys are so young, right? And they're still relatively early in their careers. I think Kaiser White is maybe entering his fourth or fifth season. Um, Chauncey Garner uh, Johnson, I believe he's entering like his fourth season, something like that. So I guess a lot of fans are looking at it from the perspective of these guys are diamonds in the rough. These guys were giving up on and they have chips on their shoulder. So I think that's the, that's the perspective they're approaching it from. Well, I mean, I would say look at the other linebackers in the NFC and tell me which one of those is going to, you know, I, I, uh, it, Kaiser White might be uh, 
the second best linebacker on this team, maybe the third best linebacker on his own team. Yeah. Um, and also, let's be honest, that interception in the preseason game got people excited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's never played safety before at the NFL level for right. more than a handful of snaps. I mean, you know, I, I I don't know what to say to those people except temper, temper certain aspects. Now, look, A.J. Brown, great player. Um, you know, is the potential there for Jordan Davis to be a great player? You bet. Um, still potential as far as a rookie. Dallas Goddard, tremendous player. Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, all pro-level players. Um, you know, let's be realistic about the, the Kaiser Whites and C.J. Gardner-Johnsons and Marcus Epps of the world. They're not going to the Pro Bowl. Hopefully, they they carry their own water. Hopefully, CJ is better than Anthony Harris would have been. Hopefully, uh, Kaiser White is better than what the Eagles had um, at linebacker last year. And by the way, those things are true. I think maybe not early with CJ because he just got here, but I think midway through the season, I think he's going to be an improvement. I think Kaiser is going to be an improvement from what the Eagles had at linebacker last year. That that is realistic. That is realistic. Pro Bowl, which I'm seeing on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? I think a lot of people are you know, really hungry for, 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 for uh, football. And people have their people have so many predictions. People have so many uh, hot takes. And, you know, people are essentially just trying to, I guess, milk this content game for what it's worth. And, you know, I do think there are going to be some players who maybe are um, in conversations for having, you know, a, a top, you know, a, a, a great season or, you know, um, maybe Pro Bowl contention. You never know. Um, you know, there's always those guys that are sleepers. You never know where things may land. You know, injuries may happen to top guys, um, you know, so on and so forth. But since we're on this roster and I want to begin to close the show out, you know, I want to get you, you know, your take on the depth chart. You know, the official depth chart was just released. Um, I'm pretty sure there may be maybe one or two tweaks, if that. Um, prior to the game, I know you said they still have to fill. By Isaac the way, unofficial depth chart. Unofficial, unofficial. My apologies, unofficial. I know you're real big on tentative and initial and unofficial. Well, now, well, <laughs> that's put together by the Eagles PR department. So for people right. who don't know, and by the way, my pet peeve with this is it's it's wrong. So take that depth chart, throw it out. The Eagles don't even play that. They play a five-two overhang defense. On, I, on, I knew I knew you were going to go back to the overhang guys. I knew it. I knew it. It drives me <laughs> insane when people put Hassan Reddick at linebacker. It drives me insane. Well, John, they should give you a job. I mean, you 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 you're a man that wears many hats. I I the Eagles PR department. I love them, but come on, guys, come on. <laughs> it, you know, educate your fans. Don't sit there with a four-three traditional depth chart. That doesn't exist anymore. Um, Avante Maddox is a starter. Um, I think, you know, they don't even put nickel back on there, do they? Um, well, the, the the depth chart that I use, I use um, ourlads.com. And, yeah, um, that's a little bit better. Yeah. That's a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't use the one on the don't website. Know. It's not really that, yeah. you know, accurate. But the Eagles, you know, the Eagles depth chart they put in their game notes. Ugh. 
Ugh, throw it down the toilet. <laughs> so, for what we do know about the depth chart, for what we do know, I'm pretty sure we have a clear indication of the players who are going to be playing on Sunday. You know, what's your, you know, and this, this could be the final question um, uh, of the evening. What's your evaluation on the structure of the depth chart from a personnel standpoint? Not the 5-2 overhang part, <laughs> but the just overall the, the players, the roster, the strength of the roster. Um, just, just what, what's your overall evaluations? I'm going into this week one about the depth chart. Very, very deep on the offensive line. Very deep on the defensive line. Um, there's some issues at 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 corner and safety, uh, backup corner. The starters are great. Um, Darius, James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, but there's a big drop off from there to Zach McPherson. Big drop off at safety. Um, and we don't even know if they have a second starter at safety yet. So those are, uh, we talked about tight end before. There's an issue with depth there. Um, wide receiver, even though they only have four on the active roster right now, it's as deep as they've been in a long time at wide receiver. Um, running back, if I didn't mention that, they could use some help there. Hopefully Troy Sermon develops into something. Um Quarterback depth, you know, Gardner Minshew's top five backup in this league. So that's solid. Linebacker, they've been they're better at linebacker than have been in years. Um, so it there's some really good and some some question marks. But the 22 starters, pretty darn good. And that's where the excitement should come from. But the NFL is always about attrition. And you know. I don't want to see Zach McPherson out there. I don't want to, I don't want to see Kayvon Wallace out there. I don't want to, you know, it, it, you get the wrong injury at the right position and all of a sudden things can change really, really quickly. Um, but that's every team. That's not just the Eagles. That's every team. Uh, it's really difficult to get depth in this league. And then, you know, special teams. Nobody cares about it. The Eagles are playing this game with punt returner, kick returner. They don't want to let you know who it's going to be because they don't have anybody to do it. And it's, you know, it's probably going to be Britton Covey's the best option because at least he can catch the the football and at least he can be um, um, competent. I, I think he's going to be elevated from the practice squad. Left tackle, they're making a big deal out of. So they'll either elevate. Raven Clark or let Jack, Jack Driscoll be the swing tackle, play right tackle, left tackle. But hopefully you don't need those guys. Um, so, you know, the starters are really good. Starters are really good. Um, and the biggest question mark there is probably obviously the quarterback. But overall, offense, defense, starters – are pretty good. Weakness on defense would still be safety. There you have it, you guys. You know, make sure you guys lock in on more content from Jacob Sports. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Continue to stay engaged in the comment section. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. And if you want more from John McMullen, if you are a fan of his writing, if you're not a fan of his writing, and if you still want to find <laughs> out what he's talking about, make sure you guys lock in on jkibsports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B-Sports.com. And on top of that, make sure you guys are locked in September 11th for the best Eagles post game show 
coming to a city near you, most notably located in the Atlantic City, New Jersey area, Ocean Casino Resort at the Gallery Sportsbook. Seth Joyner, Mike Missinelli, Devin Caney, Derek Gunn. We have a stacked lineup for you guys. And on top of that, Lane Johnson will be a weekly contributor. And it's going to be a, a lit show. You guys do not want to miss this. If you guys want to lock in digitally, you can lock in on the Jacob Sports YouTube channel, or you can watch it on 6abc.com. If you want to go in person, if you want to get your betting thing, if you want to get your betting going, if you want to get your, your sports bets in and get good drinks and good food, go lock in at Ocean Casino Resort at their new sports book, The Gallery. And there you'll be able to watch the best post-game show, the Jacob Sports post-game show, live and in full effect. But, John, that's all I have for you, my man. I'm going to let you get some rest. I'm going to let you take it easy. You guys were locked in on Football 24-7 with John McMullen, and I am your host, Tone DeShields II. One love, stay humble, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay hungry, you guys, and take care. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.